monster Welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show. Uh, this is episode number 32 of the Rock Paper Shotgun podcast, the revived Rock Paper Shotgun podcast. Uh, you'll be listening to this on the 7th of February or later, as far as I know. I'm Adam Smith, filling in hosting for Brendan, who has lost the internet somehow down the back of his sofa. And I'm joined by Alice. You right? I'm all right, yeah. You? Oh, I didn't mean that as a question. It was oh. rhetorical. <laughs> okay. I'm, well, I am. I'm fantastic. And Catherine. Hello. Hello. You all right? Yes, I'm also okay. <laughs> that was rhetorical. So that's uh... <laughs> good. Everyone's fine. And let's all say hello to Brendan, who is going to be listening to our lovely voices and trying to put them into some kind of order and cut out all our naughty swears. Hello, Brendan. Brendan, are you all right? <laughs> I hope you find the internet soon. <laughs> Do you remember when you didn't need the internet to function as a human being? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was you it know. was quite good, wasn't it? I did school projects by going to the library and stuff. That those yeah. were the days when you had to go go to a library to get out a book. Yeah, no, books were a thing as well. <laughs> um, but I, I I'm I am one of those people who's addicted to the internet. I can't you know, I, I I sit having conversations with people and browsing my phone, so I just have to make sure that I cut it off from time to time and have a little <laughs> bit of away time because that's good and healthy. Uh, so, you know, I think Brendan's very lucky, actually, to be cut off. <laughs> we say working on a website. I know, yes. yeah, but that's work. That's exactly the point. That that's work, isn't it? So you want the times when you're not at work. You don't want your office to be in your head all day especially when it's full of millions of angry people. <laughs> <laughs> this has been what I think the internet by. <laughs> Six out of ten. Remember modems? I remember Made modems. noises, little boxes. Yeah, huh? yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. This has become kind of observational comedy, hasn't it now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who remembers modems? The noises <laughs> they make. Oh, that's good, you remember it? AOL <laughs> and you'd go to log on. And then sounds of the modem would make your brass hand vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grow oh, Home uses the little, they, your little kind of Wi-Fi transporters. I'm pretty sure that that kind of uses a one of those horrible screechy modem noises to, to transport you from plant to plant. I do get quite nostalgic about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice little nostalgic touch. We're like three minutes in and we've decided that actually <laughs> the real monster is the internet. Yeah. Wait, why, why would you mention monsters, Alice? Well, I've been thinking about monsters, Adam, and I was thinking perhaps we could use this episode of the Rock, Paper, Shotgun electronic wireless show to discuss monsters. That's a very good idea. Coincidentally. Coincidentally, I tweeted to our listeners just this morning and asked them for their thoughts on favourite monsters. So you engaged with the internet, you're feeding the monster. Well, you have to, don't you? This is actually the first episode of the Electronic Wireless Monster, uh, <laughs> which uh, is a new podcast in which we discuss the best monsters in gaming. And that can be favourites because they were challenging or scary uh, or you just really enjoyed fighting them or the ones that you just stuck in your head because maybe you wanted to make them a cup of tea and have a sit down and <laughs> chat with them and say, come on, it's not all bad, is it? Or maybe you thought, maybe I want to be a monster as well now that I've met this fine monster and maybe you wanted to marry the monster. It's all of these are options because um, monsters aren't just things that we kill. They're, they're also things that we, we love monsters don't we? Which ones do we love? We love you monsters. We do. 
Monsters also the uh, the local football team sponsored by Rock Paper Shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> the Morecambe Monsters. With a mancubus in goal, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> in fact, we should talk about Doom Monsters to start Yeah, we should with, talk actually. about Doom Monsters. Because they, they are the best, I think. They are the best, right? It's cliche, but they are yeah. the best. Best Doom Monster. Best Doom Monster. I'm 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 personally quite partial to the both the Cyber Demon and the Spider Mastermind, if only because, as I probably meant, I might you might have listened uh, to the podcast last week. I was talking about Doom Two. I used to play a lot of Doom Two as a child, and they have these specific noises that once you hear them, you know you can kind of if you're in the next room, you can kind of hear them going like you know kind of in the next room, and you're like, oh no, it's one of those, and it's kind of like just that feeling that I get. From like hearing that noise, and it's like, oh man, this is this is gonna go, it's gonna go down. I need to need to you know prepare myself for this, and it's just yeah, they're 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 pretty good. If only because with the spider mastermind, you know, once you get the plasma rifle, you can just use that in you know, like because that's what they have on their own, you know, their own bodies or whatever. You just kind of like just turn their own weapons against you. That's that's quite satisfying, I would say. You like sit at the screen going, Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the one I really hate though is the arch file because that's they're just really mm. irritating. Because and the, the, the arch file, the one that reincarnates are the monsters, right? So, yes, yeah, and they kind of they, they 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 teleport all over the place, so you can't pin them down, and then yeah, then they bring everything else back to life. See, I like the arch files because of that, because one of my favorite things in Doom is making monsters kill each other. And oh, it's one yeah. of my favorite things about That's monsters in good. general. Like if they yeah. accidentally like <laughs> nick each other, they just go into a fight to the death. And yes. when there's an archway around, they just keep bringing things back to life. And then you can just keep running around in circles and making them all fight each other forever. <laughs> which yeah. is my dream, really. Just having a yeah. pit full of monsters that fight each other forever. <laughs> I mean, I, I think all both of your answers were wrong, which is disappointing. <laughs> Alice, which is, oh, the best, come on. Which, which is the best Doom monster, Alice? Um, Cacodemon. Well, there we go. That's it. Wait, yeah. oh, I don't know. Maybe also like the Revenants, just the screaming, burning skulls. Revenants, I think, are the only ones that I genuinely prefer in the reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever it is. I really like them in that. Like, my favourite Revenant thing is the melee attack in original Doom, because I can't tell what they're supposed to be doing. They're kind of big skeletal things. They run towards you. It looks like they elbow you, which is exactly what you should do if you're a skeleton, because that's a sharp <laughs> bone right there. Um, but I, I always think, where did they learn this technique? I think they're supposed to yeah. punch you, but like it just looks like they're bringing the elbow in. Yeah, they've got like a yeah. really wonderfully exaggerated swing to them. Like mm. they really go for it. And go on, let's uh, have a little celebration of the Cacodema. So we start with what is it? I don't know. It's just like a kind of big red fuzzy thing, isn't it? With a that shoots lost souls out of its mouth. <laughs> it's just a beholder from Dungeons and Dragons changed slightly. <laughs> it doesn't have the eye stalks though. It's just the one eye. Mm. You know, yeah. But yeah, I mean... Y- it's See, what it reminds me of is the reason I like it so much is do you remember... Do you remember, eh? <laughs> remember Mad Balls? I they do were like bouncy balls, balls yeah. that were big monster yeah. faces. It's just one of those. They're just yeah. like, they were like big chunks of muscle and gristle with yeah. faces on i used to have like an actual you know physical one um and it frightened me quite a lot actually. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they remind me like final fantasy's got a very similar thing in like the bomb which is just kind of like this red spiky thing that is kind of like one of the fire fire monsters but it's basically the same thing it's just kind of a floating face with mm. with, with spikes on it which yeah i think it's kind of like a, a recurring character in you know, a sort of monster design um which you know it works why not yeah. You know, what's the scariest thing? It's seeing another person. All right, how do you make it scarier? Put spikes on it. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. human contact and spikes. This is horrible. I'm on my out. This isn't working. And it's always looking at you. Yeah. Uh, and it's just awkward. Like, you feel there'll be a shortfall in conversation and it's just staring at you like, so, um, what what you what you up to? How's work? It just stares. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can agree with that. I, I think that, um, I, well, uh, let's talk about very quickly reimagining monsters then, because I thought that the new Doom did it very well. I think it's very hard because they're so kind of iconic in my mind. Like I, they, they are my favorite kind of little bestie of monsters, the Doom ones. Mm. Uh, and I thought they did a really good job of 
updating them without uh, losing what I liked about them. Yeah. Well, I think they're probably actually, you know, the, the, the Revenant certainly was one of the better ones that they kind of reimagined mm. just because, you know, they had that mad jetpack that was kind of just going all over the place, which, you know, I think kind of gave them a little bit of extra kind of like, oh, this is, you know. It gives them a bit more character as well. They seem like they're yeah. just really madcap and that's like, quite fun. Yeah, but yeah, that's the, like, this is the reason that, like, I don't want to spoil everything, but the best monster in everything is a skeleton. Because <laughs> okay. they're just a bunch of... Wait, sorry, caught myself. They're a bunch of flipping lads, and they're just having a great time. They're always like cackling, like rolling around, they're having a great time. Every skeleton is the best monster. But particularly, the best monster is the. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. No, no, no. I want to know about the best skeleton. Okay, so the actual very best skeleton is the ones in Dark Souls that corkscrew themselves and then leap at you. Uh, and they miss you and they fall off a cliff and explode in a shower of bombs. <laughs> They're just so happy to do it. Like, this they just the... really go for it. I love them. It sounds like you think that skeletons are just having a grand old time. Yeah, absolutely. They're always cackling. It's what they do. Like, the... <laughs> if they see a pint, they will chug it and then just not even care as it trickles through their ribcage. They love it. How are we feeling about skeletons, Catherine? Yeah, they're all right. I don't know. I've never like encountered a very, apart from the Revenant, like a very iconic skeleton because they're often like the, like the minion baddies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They're they're often like the kind of the the, the baby baddies in most games. Um, And they're never, I've never found one that's very compelling as a, as a foe. Um, But then I, I I never sort of got much, I haven't played much Dark Souls just because I'm really bad at it. And I tried to play Dark Souls 3, but never got past like the second boss because it was too hard and so like yeah I, I haven't i haven't ever encountered a dark soul skeleton so that might change my mind but i, I need to defeat that stupid vault of the boreal valley or whatever it's called <laughs> before i get anywhere we should talk about dark souls even not too much obviously because if you've not played a lot of it but <laughs> but but there's an interesting point i think to made about dark souls which is that it is essentially doing traditional D&D style monsters there's dragons and there's skeletons and there's things that are a bit like zombies uh and mages and warriors and all this but they're not are they they're they're way stranger and they have much more of a uh I don't know what what is it about them why aren't they just, why isn't Dark Souls just D&D with spikes and a bit goth well like there's um that I forget the exact quote of it, but I believe it was the the art director who talked about the gaping dragon specifically, um, which is this kind of giant oversized sewer gator dragon. Mm. Um, And it's like all splayed open and it's got like tooth-like ribs pointing all over. But lots of concept sketches for that came out just like gross. And it was like, we've got to make it tragic. There's got to be pathos in this. You've got to feel a sense of like ruined majesty and loss in this sewer gator. <laughs> and yeah, I think that that's important. I think that uh, tragic monsters, you know, like it, even when they're hideous and trying to eat you, uh, there's something in that. So that's another <clears> question <throat> then, which is the most tragic monster? And it can be a vampire, but I'll judge you. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, I mean, it's not necessarily tragic. It is kind of uh, the from Orochi from Akami. Like you, you basically defeat him by getting all eight of his heads drunk, which is kind of tragic for him, but like it's amazing because it's it's a brilliant moment for you because you're defeating a boss by getting them drunk. But I'd imagine that he, like Orochi himself, probably feels quite tragic in that sense. Mm. Like, oh no, I get you know, I got beaten by like a wolf because he they got me drunk. <laughs> I don't know, like getting one head drunk feels pretty good. If I had eight to get drunk, that'd be magic. <laughs> and if it was a wolf that was getting me drunk, I think I'd be like, this is probably <laughs> the best night of my life. <laughs> this is true, yeah. <laughs> what, what happens when he's drunk? You just get him drunk and then go around him, like mm-hmm. when he's unconscious. Well, I think like you, you get each of his heads drunk and then you basically kind of like hit, they, they, his heads then fall to the ground because he's basically this kind of eight-headed dragon. And so all, all of his heads are kind of up up above you. So when they when you when you get him drunk enough on this sort of huge like vats of sake um, that just happen to be lying around there, um, 
yeah, they, the, the heads fall to the ground and then that's your cue to kind of like, you know, lay, lay it on, lay, lay it on him sort of thing. And then Kiss they kind him. of like, <laughs> and then they, um, you know, they kind of, once you've done enough damage to each, each head, you know, they kind of like just kind of flail around in confusion um, mm. while you get the rest of them. <laughs> Well, this sounds unkind now. It does, yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> he is pretty mean. He deserves it, I would does say. Does he? Yeah, he, he eats people. He it's like a yearly sacrifice. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. Well, 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 hang on. There's a difference between, like, murder and someone sacrificing themselves to you. Like, Well, are they sacrificing themselves, though, or other people? He, he, he demands sacrifices every year. Otherwise, he'll basically destroy the village. Which is pretty mean. I think he's quite mean, Alice. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if I shout, I want chips, bring me chips, and you bring me <laughs> chips. Like, why is why am I the monster in that situation? Well... Have you also destroyed to, just, like, kill the person that's bringing you chips, though? Well, I mean, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> the greatest monster of all was always Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I'm interested in the monsters that you feel bad about killing. Uh, this is a shame because this is slightly because of Shadow of the Colossus getting re-released, which mm. is a game that basically says, look at these huge, magnificent beasts. Oh, you have to kill them for some nebulous reason that's probably to do with <laughs> your girlfriend. And then you do, and it's and the game just kind of looks at you like, oh, really? Did you, need, <laughs> did you need to do that? And you think, well, there's nothing else to do. So <clears throat> of yeah. course I did, but... But when have you ever felt bad about killing a monster? I think... On a PC. <laughs> every um, murloc in any Warcraft game, like, I love them. They're basically one step up from skeletons. It's like <laughs> these happy little bobbly sea creatures who, yeah, you know, they cause a little trouble. They might attack you, but mostly they're just very lively and exuberant. And I feel terrible every time it makes me kill them. Love them. Lovely little fellas. And why, how does it make you kill them? I don't know anything about Warcraft. Oh, because it's called Warcraft and there's war in it. But, are they, but they're not in the war, are they? Well, so like in Warcraft 3, they're like ambient non-faction ambient. enemies, Ambient, that's I guess. not in the war. That's collateral well, damage. Well, also, like, yeah, they pretty much are. It's like, well, we need to get through this swamp. Guess we have to kill all of the things that oh, live no. here. And in World of Warcraft, like, they live along all the coasts. So if you need to do a quest, oh, look at that. The chest is behind a murloc camp. God, that's great. They're just lovely. They make great noises. Like, I think Catherine said something great about, like, hearing the sound of a monster and the reaction you have to that. And, like, I hear a murloc and I feel very happy. But <laughs> I think a lot of the best monsters in games do have that sound cue where before you've even seen them you know they're there and you hate that they are there yeah mm. like half-life 2's got those black head crabs which make the most terrible oh, noise yeah. <laughs> or like a witch in left for dead or something you just hear this noise and no matter what else is around you you are fixated upon this terrible thing which is somewhere yeah which is often a horror element you know it's, it's yeah, horror games do that all the time it's interesting when it's not a horror game that does that you know, just tips you off. I think uh, when Catherine mentioned it, the cyber demons, the first time I remember having that effect, is that like worse stomp, worse stomp, and just being absolutely terrified of it. Um, yeah, it's and... kind of got that kind of bull, kind of cow, kind of noise as well, kind of like, you know, yeah. you know and it's like, oh no, <laughs> this is this is something terrible around the corner. So sound design. I Actually, no, Catherine, I still want an answer from you. About a right. <laughs> monster that you felt bad about killing. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, most monsters, I, I would say, you know, I don't feel too bad about killing. I always feel bad when, say, in like a Final Fantasy game and like a chocobo is a, is a wild creature that you can fight. I always feel mm. bad, like, if I accidentally like do too much damage or do something to it. Like, I don't know. That, that kind of makes me feel bad because I know that they're, you know, cool bird horses that... You, you know you normally ride around on so i always find it weird when there are kind of uh normally kind of friendly monsters that you kind of have to fight for some unknown reason yeah like um, getting into a fight of a cow yeah it's like you, you don't feel good about it in the morning do you <laughs> well i think this connects to something i've been thinking about which is what makes something a monster like where do you draw the line between like alien creature monster 
Yeah. No. And I think the thing that makes a monster a monster rather than like some giant wildlife or something, like a big emu, is when you see a monster, something in your guts makes you want to say, m monster and like that's it. That's the feeling of if I was a teenager in a B movie, I would scream <laughs> "mama monster" at this thing. I think that's a very good distinction. Yeah. yeah. And I think like monsters specifically, to, to me, monsters really invoke sort of like B movies and things. Mm. It's like a very specific type of strange and terrible creature to be a monster. Yeah. It's the one of the reasons that we wanted to discuss monsters this week is uh, because Monster Hunter World is out on console and we were like, well, oh, right. we can't yeah, read. Yeah, of course. But this is a perfect thing because Monster Hunter World is not mm. about monsters. It's about big animals. They're yeah, not monsters. Yeah. I absolutely refuse to accept <laughs> that they're monsters. They're just going around minding their own business. And yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's this real sort of like um, colonial Victorian big game hunter sort of just terrible thing. Like you genuinely are the real monster you get. Yeah. <laughs> it's good well, fun games, though. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. Like, and, and I feel like the, the way they justify it, and I don't really know because I don't pay any attention to the story. I've been playing it quite a lot. But I felt the way they justify it is that you're kind of trying to keep the ecosystem in balance. You're kind of, uh, you know, culling things rather than just killing them because you want to have their stuff. I think that's the idea. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's not really how nature works. No, but also it's... <laughs> there's not like an infestation of these one of a kind unique monsters. Yeah, but there are because you can just kill them again and again, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think they thought it through in any depth. To be honest, I think yeah. they just wanted to hit dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaurs are not monsters, just to be clear. Dinosaurs <laughs> are not monsters. They're not, though, are they? Like Jurassic no, Park is kind not. of a no. monster movie, though. That's, that's the thing. Jurassic Park has monster movie tropes in it, and it treats them as monsters, but they're not. Well, the problem, uh, also, I think one thing that makes them not monsters is that in every Jurassic Park, you have somebody goes, oh, I know what this is. And everyone knows what they are. Like, this is a T-Rex. This is a Velociraptor. Are you familiar with this and what it is and how it does? Um, and I feel a good thing about monsters is they're quite mysterious at first and it takes a while for you to figure out what it is and what it's doing and why and what you should do with it. And I feel the like the best video game monsters have that same sort of feeling of how do I get past this? And to go back to, I would say it's Left 4 Dead, maybe 2, not Doom, that has the best monsters in it. Mm. There's all these strange and weird things, which, one, are often quite fun to look at, two, make great noises, and three, have some weird specific tactic for handling them. Um, but, like, the first time you see a witch <clears throat> in Left 4 Dead and you have to try and figure out what to do with this, it's, this is just the crying woman. Like, do I, do, do I give her a cup of tea? Do I go, you're right, you hen? It's like, no, you have to get up really close and just like shot her gun and shotgun her in the face twice really quickly. But that element of discovering what a monster is and what it does, like Dark Souls and lots of things like that are very good on the monster scale of, I have to try and, this is partially inspired by uh, a B movie I saw last night, uh, wherein a plucky teen girl tries to figure out how to defeat this array of monsters, which um, includes some sort of like Native American, a Marlon Brando biker, a cop, something with a noose, an alligator. And I think it turns out like they're nuclear robots or something. But she gets out her pen and paper and she kind of like writes down ways to defeat monsters. It's like, okay, crucifix sometimes works like silver. <laughs> garlic and she goes to bed with um like garlic around her neck and she one of the monsters comes into her bedroom and she thrusts a crucifix at it it doesn't care so she gets out a water pistol and starts spraying the monster it turns out water is what kills this monster um anyway it's very good neon maniacs very good plucky teenager <laughs> but that feeling of what is this and what does it do i don't understand anything about this to me is like a really good part of good monsters the initial encounters with them are just mystifying like you can tell it's terrible because it's, it's in some way stands out as unique or different from other things you've seen in the game before but you don't know how it's terrible and why it's terrible mm. and there'll be some aspects of its design where like 
within the visual vocabulary of video games, you can figure out, okay, it's probably quite fast. No, this one's going to be tanky, or this will have a long-ranged attack. But just trying to discover what this creature even is. There's a reason that the monsters, it's because I don't know what this is. I'm just going to shout, monster And that's monsters. One of the reasons Left 4 Dead works so well um, is the responses from the characters as well. Uh, it's it's like another level of that audio cue that tells you a monster's near is just having you know one of the characters be like shh there's a witch and you're like oh god you know it's it's brilliant I mean uh, just having that level mm. of presence it gives them a presence doesn't it mm. um, I sort of felt a little bit the same way about the um, the monsters in summer whereas because I, I know that kind of like the, the 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 basic premise is that you know you can't look at all of them. Because they all, you know, if you if you look at them too long, a bit like Amnesia, uh, the Dark Descent, you know, if you look at them too long, then they'll come and get you. But mm. I did feel that there was there were some nuances between, like they weren't all just the same monster; they were kind of different things. And yeah, I think you're right. They're sort of like the, the element of like, oh no, like how does this one work? And that that certainly kind of kind of even when i like in in summer a lot of it's so dark and you just know there's something mm. there and it's like no i can't look at it so you don't even really know what it is a half the time because you're you're kind of face into a wall <laughs> like there's the the one that gives you the first proper big chase I'm, i still don't know what it was supposed to be it's like no. a haunted <laughs> diving suit yeah <laughs> there are so many monsters in summer where it's just like i'm just running away that i yeah, yeah like yeah. i don't actually know what they are or what they look like but it's i know i don't of... want it to be anywhere near yes exactly. that's very important right now yeah <laughs> uh, there's there's an interesting point about um because i think often in a film or in a book or uh other media uh, a monster it, you know the, the the mystery of a monster is often um in where it came from and um what it wants whereas in a game uh it's often how do i deal with it um what are the rules but then i was thinking that and then but there are so many um films that actually use that exact same thing whether it's like nightmare on elm street you know it's you have to figure out how to it's like a puzzle you figure out what this thing is and how to defeat it uh and like recent films uh did anyone see it follows oh yeah yeah which is a very gamey <laughs> yeah. setup it's like there is this thing it has a very clear rule set and now you need to figure out how to beat it you know now mm. but also tellingly and i feel this is a problem with a lot of games as well is in it follows the second they have a sense of how to defeat it the mm. film just sucks yeah like it's two thirds a really good film, and then they go, "Oh, I know how to win this," and it's just garbage, and no uh, one cares. In a game, <laughs> so often it'd be one tenth of an interesting game, and then nine tenths of shooting the thing in the way that you've figured out works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, um, so I have to shoot the red glowing bit. Okay, I've got this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we move on from monsters in a second. Uh, what? I know. We can come back to them. We'll come back to them. Mm. We'll, we'll turn to our the greatest monster of all, our readers, and see what they've got to say <laughs> um, in a little while. But I want to talk about actual games that we've been playing as well for a bit. People have been playing games, right? Oh, no. <laughs> no? Alice, have you been playing games? Yeah, absolutely. What have you been I've been playing? playing a load of Slay the Spire, which has quite good monsters it does have um, good monsters yeah yeah in the sense of they are strange and interesting things to look at and there's a pleasing amount of trying to figure out what they do like what should i expect if i encounter an enemy that is two pyramids stacked on top of each other with a giant <laughs> gem in the middle like what is this what am i doing here well, it turns out the answer is like you are blocking as little as possible because they will fill your deck with junk cards, so you're going to go aggressive. Anyway, good monsters in that game. Lots of good waggly, wavy things. Mm. I think that the... the Because uh, Slay the Spire, everyone should know this because we've been talking about it a lot, but it's, it's a card-based roguelike kind of uh, where you travel through a spire and you fight different monsters using cards. Uh, and it does do something really clever, which is that, one, I like the art. It's not got lots of animations, but it has these really interesting uh, and strange creatures. Um, but it also does a thing that I really like, which is that 
uh, uh, what you were just describing, Alice, is that you can figure out what a thing is and what it is actually doing by the rules, even though they're abstract card-based rules. It's like there's um, there's the ones that just get stronger and stronger, they, and they're kind of cultists. And, uh, oh, and yeah, yeah. the longer the they're alive, people. the stronger they get. Yeah, and they're like little bird people, almost like plague doctors as well. And um, and they just basically tell you, they get a little speech board just saying, you know, I will become more powerful or something like that. And then they just do, they just get stronger and stronger and stronger. And there's this brilliant sense because there's so much weird kind of otherworldly stuff in that game that I'm like straight away, it's like, I, there's no animation for this, but I'm like, okay, they're channeling otherworldly forces and they're basically transforming and mutating and becoming more powerful. The game doesn't have to show me that because I feel it in the rules and I love it when the behavior of a thing is is just in the rules. Yeah, it's it's a really good game for that. It's, I mean, I've not played, I understand there's several other sort of like dungeon crawling card game doodads and I've not played any of those, but Slayer the Spire has, like I played Magic the Gathering for years, so I'm familiar with the concepts of cards and like other sorts of games like that I played. But Slayer the Spire just has really pleasing theming for all of the cards, like, the combination of how a card works and just the name of it feels so fitting like i really like playing as the the rogue sort of character the silence um and so many of her cards are based around leaping and rolling all over the place and carrying momentum and like dropping in moves from unseen places one of my favorite cards in the the rogue's arsenal is um i think it's like unseen strike or i i forget but basically um, it's a card, it's an attack card, but you can't play it. You can only deal damage with it when you discard it from your hand. Um, so then you couple it with this, like, acrobatics. So you flip over someone's head, and while you're flipping over them, like, you just drop an elbow in, kind of, like, throwing that card out your hand. And the way all of that fits together is just incredibly pleasing. I like it. It's a good game. It is a good game. I've been playing uh, Hunt Showdown which is Crytek's upcoming game. It's, in, it's got an alpha going on at the moment that I've been playing, uh, which is a game about hunting monsters, actual <laughs> monsters. And it's very traditional. Oh. It's, it's, it's actually, it ties into a lot of what we've been talking about because it's a little bit left for dead. Um, and it is very much about proper monsters, like the kind of things that villagers in out-of-the-way places, you know, send a letter to the manor house about and say there's a monster eating our children (laughs) and they have to send some people in to deal with the situation and you have to track them down into the wilds and corner them and then set fire to them and they all have different weaknesses which is a very monster thing isn't it like you you just go with neon maniacs it's like you know so it's like this one is vulnerable to fire this one's vulnerable to shotguns which i think everything is that always seems like a bit of a cop-out Uh, that's just, not just a mystical a quality. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh, no, this creature is particularly vulnerable to shotguns. Like, I mean, is it a duck? What's that film where it kind of riffs on that and someone just fills a shotgun with, like, silver pennies or something? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, oh, sure. I'm immediately imagining Bruce Campbell, but it's not. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah, and it sounds amazing, right? Yeah. It isn't. It isn't amazing, Alice. It's not amazing at all. It's it's <laughs> okay. It's okay. Uh, I think it has. Are you playing solo or with a partner? Or... I'm playing with a partner. So so you play um, in teams, and this is kind of where the problem starts. So there's two there's two sections to each round. The first section is hunting the monster, and you're in these really beautiful environments, like dilapidated farmland and little villages, and they look absolutely incredible. Uh, and there's there's just regular monsters scattered around, which I understand why, but it also kind of makes hunting for the one big monster a little bit less important because there's just zombies along the way. Um, but I understand why, because they don't want you to get bored tracking, uh, so they have to put other things in there. So, so you're doing that for a while, and you've got a partner with you, so there's two of you going around, uh, and you hunt down the monster, the specific one you're after, you find it and you kill it. But... It's a competition. So there's actually other teams of hunters. So there's all these pairs of hunters on the same map. And when you kill the monster, you have to then get the bounty off the map and all the other hunters come and try and kill you to steal the bounty off you. So it just becomes a kind of deathmatch game midway through. And Mm. it's just nowhere near as interesting as the actual monster hunting bit. 
Um, mm. It feels like a, a, a perfect example of a gameplay loop that somebody has designed and loved and at some point during development has realized there's not quite enough to this. It's not quite um, meaty enough, so it needs something else. And so that there's something else they've added on is the is the actual hunters versus hunter bit. But yeah, well, I mean that that's kind of what happens. It yeah. went from being a what was it like four player cooperative sort of thing yeah, yeah. to two v two v two v blah blah blah. Yeah, you can see all the bits where it feels like it's been almost like one of the most famous monsters, Frankenstein's monster. You can feel where it's been stitched back together again, uh, and I think it's a bit of a shame because it is so <laughs> so incredible to look at. Uh, and not just because it's technically incredible, which it is, but because the atmosphere is superb. And I did find myself just thinking, I just wish this was Left for Dead 3, to be honest. Mm. Um, because I don't enjoy just the point when I'm just fighting the other human characters. Um, they're not fun to fight. Uh, it feels like you get punished for hunting the monster as well, because everyone just zeroes in on you. So Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's... It's, it's too bad. I was looking forward to that. I, I I think there's a lot that they can fix. I think there's a lot of balance stuff which can get better. Uh, and it is still early days, really. I mean, it's it's this is alpha. So I, I'm still kind of optimistic about it. But right now, uh, I've got more criticisms than celebrations. So. so what are some of the monsters you've seen in it? The only one I've seen in like videos is that just a really unnervingly skitterish spider. Yeah, there's, there's only two at the moment. Uh, one is that and the other one, I can't remember what it's called now, but um, it's it's a really cool kind of uh, hybrid-y uh, mutant thing, uh, which mm. really fits with the, the setting. It feels like the kind of thing that, you know, somebody would stumble across in some gothic town and just be like, oh my God, what is it? It's just like, it looks like a thing that might have been created or might have been born. It's not quite clear. It was either born under a very bad moon or somebody's been experimenting in a laboratory somewhere. It's not clear which one it is. And I like that. <laughs> um, and then there's a spider, which is a really horrible spider. I hate spiders. And this is a particularly horrible one. Yeah, it's the problem with like most video games. I mean, I'm not a fan of spiders myself, but the thing about most video game spiders is they will descend from a ceiling, but then be incredibly slow. Yeah. And this one just seems horrifyingly mm, fast. It is, yeah, yeah. It definitely um, skitters, that's the right word. Yeah, and like the fear with spiders is that if it goes away, it just means it's lurking and it will come back. And this one does that, it goes away and then it appears somewhere terrible. Yeah. Oh, well... I hope this gets better. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, because it's got there's a there's a really good solid core to it, uh, and yeah, there's a lot to like. But, but yeah, I just don't think it's there yet, um, which is fine. That's that's allowed. Uh, it's Catherine. You said you you you've been playing. I've been playing just things on other consoles. On, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've mainly been playing <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles of, uh, two for the last couple of days on my Switch, and. Um, which also has massive giant monsters in it, which is great, um, but isn't available on PC, so that's kind of useless. Um, Terrible. <laughs> but kind of going back to like that that kind of take on you know hunting monsters again, it was sort of like it, it reminds me of um, Final Fantasy Explorers, which was basically kind of Monster Hunter but with Final Fantasy monsters, and I really, really wanted to like that game a lot because mm. I you know Final Fantasy also has like a great a great monster catalogue and you know some really iconic things that were just like yeah you know i want to you know rather than take polite turns to defeat these things you know kind of really go at it and kind of yeah kind of track them down and all that sort of stuff but it as much as it kind of captured that initial like rush of like oh great i get to fight all these you know huge monsters that are properly you know like three times the size of me rather than kind of scaled down to fit the screen it just kind of the thing that it went wrong with, I think, was that it, it just kind of made you defeat things like over and over and over again just to kind of progress to the next kind of stage. There wasn't, right. it wasn't really the same as the Monster Hunter grind where you just kind of, you know, you have to defeat one particular monster lots of times to get the bits of for your armor. It was like, no, you have to defeat this, you know, Ifrit or whatever, the kind of the traditional fire summon, like four times before you can go to the next area and get you know like 
four crystals or something. I can't remember. It was a while ago. But it's kind of like, oh, I literally just spent half an hour doing this. And now I've got to spend another half an hour killing it again. And then I've got to do it. Oh, you know, it's just kind of, no. <laughs> that's that's something that I'm not prepared to do. <laughs> the problem with all video games is that they're not like 20 minutes long. Yes. <laughs> this is why video games are banned. Yeah. Make a really good game that's 20 minutes. Yeah. Or just sort of, you know, something that could easily fit into 20 minutes and then you can progress to the next thing rather than have to do those 20 minutes like four times over because the story tells you to. That's 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 what I'm not on board with. And and especially when it comes to monsters, a lot of stuff we talked about, the mystery of monsters and, you know, it's, once it's gone, mm. you're just in a shooting gallery a lot of time, aren't you? Yeah. Mm. Even if it was a good monster to start with. Yeah. I, I'm amazed that Alien Isolation gets away with it. It does for me because it's so long. <laughs> and you're fighting a monster that is very familiar, you know. Yeah. Right, I'm going to turn to, yeah, the, the readers uh, to see what they've got to say about it all. Oh, um, I've had a note from the lawyers. We're not allowed to call our readers monsters because <laughs> Lady Gargoyle's already got that. Oh, God. Dang it. Oh. Well... Can I call Lady Gaga a monster? Can I call Lady Gaga's lawyers monsters? <laughs> we all know the real monsters are the lawyers. Well, that's true. Yeah. I'm amazed that we didn't get onto the fact that the real monsters are men. And I don't mean that. I mean mankind before I get any. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, most, yeah, but mostly men, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> so you'll be pleased to hear Mike Cowley on our Facebook page says, my first and greatest love, the gaping dragon. We've already mentioned, of course. Bless up. Yeah, which uh, fantastic reveal cinematic and your first playthrough when you summon that Muppet Soler <laughs> and haven't killed the magician first. It's so hard to beat. Uh, it is a great monster and Dark Souls should always be represented. Vladimir Staminov says, not really a monster, but the house in anatomy is one of the scariest environments slash entities I've seen in a game. Mm. I actually had nightmares after playing it. The fact that it took me two hours to finish a 40-minute game, notwithstanding. <laughs> uh, it, it is. It's, I mean, everyone should play anatomy immediately. It's yeah. by Kitty Horror Show. Uh, you, you can go and play it right now from Itch. I'll put <laughs> a link in at the bottom of the podcast. It's incredible. Uh, and it's interesting because it's another thing that we didn't talk about is the idea of monsters as a metaphor. Uh, and uh, anatomy is clever enough uh, and strange enough that it's never entirely clear, even though it is literally a game in which somebody is describing how a house can be a monster to you. That's what the game is. It's still never quite clear uh, what the metaphor is and how deep you are inside it. Uh, mm. It's brilliant. Uh, just, just it's 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 incredible to play a game that makes you afraid to be in your own house. Not because there's something in it, just because it's a house. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the quality of comments is amazing. Michael Malam here says, Medusa in Depths of Fear Knossos makes the most upsetting sound, which goes back to what we were saying about the, the, the strangeness of sounds and how they can be mm. brilliant. But also, Depths of Fear is one of my favourite horror games and so few people have played it. Uh, it feels like a, a B-movie um, in the best possible way. It feels like um, it has all these kind of jalo qualities to it. It's so strange visually and the audio, everything about it is just weird and frightening and it's absolutely brilliant. It takes Greek mythology and just turns it into... Um, it's like if Ray Harryhausen had done Greek mythology but also wanted to just make you never want to sleep again. It's <laughs> fantastic. Oh, speaking of Harryhausen, um, Deadly Tower of Monsters... Oh, yeah. Uh, the Ace Team game, the Xenoclash Lutz, does some really good sort of B-movie riffing on monsters, but down to um, emulating the way B-movie monsters were made. So there's uh, like a giant stop-motion gorilla um, and some enemies which look like they're just toys and some which are wearing really scrappy costumes and Deadly Tower of Monsters. Excellent. I've never actually played it. I, conceptually, I, I really like it. Um, Richie Mull on uh, Twitter says, surely man is the greatest monster of them all. No, <laughs> wait, I'm thinking of the nemesis from Resi 3. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of Resi ones. Uh, the Regeneradores and Iron Maidens from Resi 4. Oh, uh, Jesus. The bit when Resi 4 goes, oh, shit, it's a horror franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. 
Uh, also, Logan from Fable 3, this is Nicholas Timothy Jones. Uh, also, Logan from Fable 3 is an interesting one as he's viewed by as a monster, as he's viewed as a monster by the majority of his country. He definitely falls under the hug in a chat category. I haven't played Fable 3, but I do like... Um, I th- is he like your brother? Yeah, I think in... he's the, the, yeah. the brother who's become the evil overlord. Yeah, however, if you saw him, you wouldn't go, monster Therefore, not a monster. I do that with most rulers of most countries. The real monster is the system. Yeah. Terran F, Mr. T on Facebook says... Cthulhu with an exclamation mark, which is, I, I want that to be a musical. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, as monsters go, though, the, the thing about Cthulhu is, uh, as like an entity itself, it socks as a monster. It's, it's the lingering presence and the fear of the awakening which makes Cthulhu any good. Like, the problem with most Lovecraftian games is you fight monsters. Yeah. Like, Lovecrafting game should be the second you see a monster, that's it. Like, that's it. You're over. You're done. Whatever you thought you were doing, you failed. You physically lose your mind because your eyes cannot even see, like, the many physical dimensions of whatever this is. Um, and this is why Cold of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and is... anyone who says it's the best horror game yeah. is a jerk. Call of Cthulhu is good until it isn't, and then when it isn't, it's really bad. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I think that one of the things about the Lovecraftian stuff that that you can possibly work is the scale of them. Uh, again, mm. it should be absolutely an end game thing, but like getting the scale of like just these things are so impossibly large and unknowable, and it's all over. Oh, this makes me think of. Um lots of Connor Sherlock's games, mm. uh, his latest walking simulator of the month club. There's no monsters in them, but they're some of the very few games to really capture that sort of just terrible, dreadful scale. Uh, and there's such malevolence in these places that are just so large and not right. Those are good. No monsters, though. Uh, Colin H. Glasswolf on Twitter says... Obligatory, the greatest monster is the one in your head. Absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> Seriously, though, think of the Cradling Thief 3. I'm amazed that I've got through this without mentioning Thief yet, because you know, <laughs> Thief has great skeletons, uh, which are also ghosts, which is very confusing. They're kind of haunt. I mean, I suppose all skeletons are kind of hauntings, but um, but in the cathedral, the return to the cathedral, where there's like the Hammerite, uh, ghost skeletons and they have rattling chains which i love so much um well the cradle is the leveling thief free which is it sounds like a joke it's a it, uh, let me see if i can get this right i'll probably get it wrong but it's a orphanage that burned down killing everyone inside it that was then rebuilt as a haunted house basically <laughs> <laughs> it's a very silly thing it's the kind of thing where if somebody made a film about it that was you know had a name like you know sinister insidious you know like just a one word thing spooky scary uh you'd just be like that sounds so ridiculous no way but um wow it's good oh speaking of um games that we are obligated to mention on the podcast uh, I think one of the conditions of me coming on it is I talk about Deadly Premonition, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in which case, I want to talk about the dogs in Deadly Premonition. You've got you got 30 seconds, Alice. <laughs> okay, so sometimes at night time when it rains uh, and the dead rise from the ground to come and get you, sometimes just giant demonic dogs will spawn and they will chase after your car. And if they hit it, they just send you careening and bouncing around the place. And given that these are the worst cars in the history of video games, <laughs> being chased by giant dogs which bounce you around is one, delightful, two, horrifying. Deadly Premonition. <laughs> Deadly Premonition. It has to get a mention. My new thing is that I'm going to mention Houdini every time I'm on the podcast. <laughs> I told a story about Houdini Who? a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this this is my example of me being the greatest monster of all. Um, <laughs> I was out watching the film Phantom Fred, which is very good. 
with some friends and um and I was telling one of them about Harry Houdini and uh as everyone should know Houdini was killed by being punched in the stomach um he he used to do a trick where he'd get the biggest person in the room the toughest guy in the room and ask him to punch him as hard as he could in the stomach and he was so well built and physically capable he'd just tense his muscles so much it almost hurt the man's hand rather than hurting him uh and somebody punched him when he wasn't ready for it and he died of internal bleeding uh and you know that's what happens if you get punched when you're not ready for it and i decided that i was going to tell this story of houdini's death to the friends i was out with but one of the guys was so gullible that i kept taking it further and eventually convinced him that houdini died by punching himself in the stomach and he firmly believes this is true now and was absolutely amazed by it he loved it he was just like wow you just wouldn't think it was possible would you i was like you wouldn't would you no (laughs) so there you go that's uh that's this week's houdini tale someone told me a story the other day about a man was sneezing. He didn't want to sneeze, so he swallowed the sneeze, as you can do. Uh, and in swallowing the sneeze, he, like, blew his own throat out. <laughs> and I am refusing to look this up on the internet because I want it to be true, so it is as far as I'm concerned. So anytime you, like, hear someone swallow a sneeze, be sure to tell them about the man who exploded his own throat swallowing I, a sneeze because it probably is true. I've been told that if you forcibly hold someone's eyes open while they sneeze their eyes will fly out of their head (laughs) (laughs) yeah you really are the real monster (laughs) yeah so i've never done that i've never tested it don't so you know i'm a monster curious but i'm not an actual monster um (laughs) uh, that's that's it i think we're done i think i think we've revealed all our monstrous tendencies um and all that's left to do is to say if you enjoyed this please go to wherever you downloaded it. I presume you know where that was, whether it's iTunes or podcast app. Leave us a review. Oh, the internet. The internet, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that Brendan internet. has lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell everyone how great we are, how much you love uh, us. Don't refer to yourself as a monster because of the legal case, <laughs> but be our fans. We love you very much. And yeah, uh, please listen again next week. Uh, I've been Adam Smith. Thank you to Alice. See ya. And thank you to Catherine. Bye. And thank you to all the monsters in the world. Goodbye. And thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Brendan doesn't use you going monsters the intro sting. I'm gonna <laughs> kill him.